0: This is Comic Picks by the Glick. Hey, and I'm your host, Jason Glick. Hey, Jason. How's hey, going? John. Uh, it's going it's going fine. So Great. I, you had a, you had a good Christmas? Oh, I did have a good Christmas. You did? I did too. I love seeing my nieces. Sweet. <laughs> yeah, but now for this this very last uh, podcast of the year, I'm gonna do something that you know I didn't think I'd be doing when I started out doing doing these podcasts. Mm. And what's that? See, that we actually talk about series from Tokyo Pop. Uh, Tokyo Pump? Yep. Are these is this the same company that put out that Star Trek like uh English manga thing? Anyway. Yeah, yeah. I read the yeah. first, I read the first volume, it was actually pretty good. Yeah, didn't have a chance to even pick it up, but um I think you actually told me that once, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's like it sounds like it'd be a horrible idea. Right. But no, except for the fact except for the story they actually tried to um provide an origin for the Borg. Um it was actually like better than I was expecting. Mm-hmm. But not here, but it's not Star Trek. that I'm here to talk about, because, <laughs> but let me just talk a bit about like like Tokyo Pop and its place in the um it's like in the manga industry because really it's like to say that these guys, they really um like if it wasn't for them it's like the the manga industry would be a much much different place than it is today because mm. they were the people who hit on hit upon the idea of releasing un let's see unflipped unretouched manga yes um like for at ten dollars a volume mm-hmm. and. Back because before then everything what everything what people would do is just like they'd release it like you know standard like American comic style it's like like single issue format that's how Dark Horse and Viz operated for years mm-hmm. the Tokyo Pop shows up and they got like all all the cool titles they got they got stuff from Clamp like Chobits they got Great Teacher Onizuka they got Love Hina it's like they got all this cool shit and it's like everyone wanted in, in on it and then it's like they created 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 a new market. Like and um, they got manga into the bookstores in a big way. They surpassed um all American comics, which something that still happens still that's still still true today. And while they're not they're not top dog anymore, like Viz basically um is now running the show, um thanks thanks to Shonen Jump. Mm -hmm. Um, it's like their their impact on the field is like it's like it's the stuff of legend. But the problem is though is that. There is that their tale is also one of excess as well. Because while they've also, while they found basically like brought, brought this new style of, um, see, of um, bringing manga to the masses, it's like they're, they also, um, wind up oversaturating the market and overextending themselves to, to a certain extent. Mm. Because, because the problem is, like, eventually it's like, now, since manga since manga and, like, graphic novels in general are undergoing a bit of a contraction right now, it's like when Tokyo Pop realized that, hey, you know what, just because we published, like, like x x more amount of mung, it doesn't mean we are going to sell x more amount of sales, and that caused them to undergo restructuring a couple of years back. Now, they've under they've um, emerged like a leaner and meaner company, and like they've managed to actually like, score some some notable sales hits, which which is impressive because everyone's figuring that after fruits basket, you know, ended, what what else were they going to sell? Mm-hmm. Well, well, they still have some, but the problem is that after their contraction, they've stopped being as adventurous. Mm-hmm. Like, now, when I say that, basically, I say the Tokyo Pop today they were not like they like is it's still like much, is much less adventurous company than it was back in the days when they were flush with flush with cash. I mean, mm-hmm. like, the Tokyo Pop today would not have gone out on a limb and released stuff like Blame, um, Dragonhead, Head, um, uh, 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 what's like a Shohei um Smuggler and Dead End, mm-hmm. um, just like all odd cult cult titles like stuff that isn't that isn't like doesn't appeal directly to the mainstream. Oh, and Makoto Yukimura's Planetus. great mm-hmm. sci-fi manga. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, the Tokyo Pop, uh, and also and so the last Tokyo Pop title I bought like was well over two two and a half years ago when I picked up the last volume of um of the Kindaichi Case Files for a buddy of mine, and stuff that I I'm anti Tokyo Pop. It's just that you know it's like all the they're just going after the like the youth market. The uh, it's like the old like the younger. Like the younger kids demographic, and they're not interested in like I'm um, catering to, like you know like older titles or people who, like, who are looking for more um, stuff that's off the beaten track. Not that I can blame them because that stuff doesn't sell. I understand that Viz is only is really only able to, um do in a lot of their um signature titles because they've um because they've got the um Shonen Jump um like Cat, Ash Cow to fall back on. And um well I anyway, mean my thoughts on dark horses um approach fundamentally clear, but still. See, I was basically comfortable with, like, you know, it's like, if Target Pops is not going to cater to me, then, well, gee, it's like, I don't really have to, like, pay attention to them either. So that's, that's the way it's continued for, like, well, for these past two and a half years. Until now, that is. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, because recently, it's like, they've they've released some stuff that I've actually felt, felt compelled to take a look at. First, first, this title, first of these series is called italia Axis Powers. Mm-hmm. Now this this series came to my attention through uh, one of our mutual friends, Julia. Right? Mm. Yeah, because she's she's been telling me about how how funny this series is and how her how her kids like she's a high school teacher and she helps oversee their her school's anime club. Um, how, are are getting into it and how it's it's absolutely hilarious. So now the high concept behind Hitalia is that it basically anthropomorphizes all the um all the major players in world wars one and two into mm-hmm. real people so you got like people like um people with them the personality traits um of 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 taking places of germany japan um italy um america the, america england russia it's like all these all these characters are have their own basically shown like in, interacting as like it you know, the ways you you you're, you expect them to like like in in this time it's 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 kind of it's kind of strange of strange but um the end result is very 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 silly because it's it starts off ridiculously with all the care in the, like nice full color section with all the characters inter- doing talking talking to themselves talking to each other in a uh some sort of peace conference and then just, <laughs> just then it just gets worse from there because it starts off with because it starts off with um like germ like Towards the end of World War One, with Germany, uh, Germany, uh, in, uh, venturing into, into Italy, expecting him to find stiff resistance, but then finds um, finds find, find Italy cower, cowering in a tomato crate, and then once he find then once once he realizes that oh, it's like I've got got this country around here. It's like he can't he can't get rid of because Italy is just a just like a it's like a weak weak pathetic um pot, like like pasta loving hanger on, and you know because. Now, and some might say that this, that um, like taking like taking the uh, most uh, note, most extreme, hello, uncomfortably, uncomfortably ra- racist in some situations. But the thing is, um, manga um, Hidekazu Maruya does this for everyone, so hmm. it's like I me, mean, like Germany, comes off as, I mean, like. Like um, as um very 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 strict and mean. Like Japan is um is very very quiet and is very good with making miniatures. <laughs> Russia, um he's generally a nice guy except for the fact that he's got the psychotic streak a mile wide due to <laughs> his due to his history being bathed in blood. Um it um England is very prim and proper, but he's also got um, but he but he also likes um some like holding um demonic rituals to summon like. To to summon, um, to summon evil spirits and and stuff, as well as, like, sneaking around James Bond style. And America... Well, see, America's the hero, because he says he is, and he likes eating hamburgers and talking with his, his mouth full, because that's that's the way we all are. Right, John? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it's like, it's it's ridiculous, it's silly, and if it sounds like there's not a whole lot of narrative consistency from, from the way i describing it, that'd be about right, because while <laughs> it's essentially takes, supposed to take place during the time of World... Like between World War One and Two, um, it's a, it's done in a, like a in a four panel um, four panel style, like like Azumanga Daio. Right. And yeah, and there's not a whole lot of um like, real narrative like there's no real narrative thread throughout throughout these stories. Besides just like showing these these creature these um these countries bouncing bouncing off the walls as they interact interact with each other. I mean, it's it's interesting cause, like and it's also like true to uh, I also like his way. um, Hiroia, um incorporates a lot of history into it's like into into these stories, such as um, when um, France, like when France wants wants to make wants to um, be, be join join Italy against Italy's wish, no, join um, England against England's wishes. It's actually based based on this re- based on this real event. It's 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 fun. It's like I like the fact it gives my knowledge of world history a, a real workout here. But like I said, it's like I said, I just wish there was a bit more like, coherence to it, and I also kind of wish that like his art was a bit more clearly defined, because I know this originally started off as a as a web comic, which is you know all the more impressive that it that it, that it made the transition to print to print and became as successful as it did. But I mean, like his, his style is very sketchy, and while a lot of his characters are pretty distinct, there are some times when it's just like it gets hard to tell them apart, and so it's so that's just that just gets kind of tri- tricky after a while. Oh. So so really it's like I'm kind of looking forward to the next volume which is in the mail and I will post a review of it on later later this week. But um it's like I said it's it's different, it's strange, it's different, it's weird and um it's also and it's also a big hit. It's been several top at least topped the um, New York Times manga bestseller chart. So 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 I'm so I want to s- it's so like I want to see where, like where he where he goes with this. And it's only three volumes long, but you know, on one hand, it's like this is this. What I can't say that like I, I want to applaud Tokyo for taking a risk and publishing something like this because it was a major hit in Japan. Like they're still making anime out of it. There's going to be another series premiering um, next, um, later this year, well, later next year. But you know, it's like it's, but you know, it's I just it's just cool cool seeing something as strange as this become become a successful. Successful as successful it is as it has been, so mm-hmm. yeah. So just right now, it's like it's it's different. It's a good kind of different, but I want to see I want to see more before before I decide try to make any kind of final decision on it. Still, it's like I won't say won't say exactly like believe the hype about what you've heard about it, but it's but it's actually pretty good for what it is. All right, now the next title is something that you know like I. I actually, came came across via Scanlation because my because my buddy Lovin and I one day we were um it's like we were looking through um we were cruising over at Sankaku Complex and um and we, and he, we counted the word um yandere. Now most of you most of you are talking talk about there will know what this word means, but I, we've always been a bit fuzzy about its exact meaning. So we decided to go oh hey you know, TV Tropes has a, a definition of it. Let's go look it up. Okay. So we go over there and basically find out that you know it's basically basically like about a girl who um who loves her man so much that she she will do anything, anything in order to make sure that he that he stays with her and say like, and it's like and, and loves her forever and ever and ever. Think kind of think of it like the anime equivalent of Glenn Close's character from Fatal Attraction. And um and wouldn't you know it? The um front of the um, picture they were used in the article was was of a girl named Gasai Uno. And Lovin goes, hey, I recognize her. She's from Mirai Nikki. And it's like, oh, what, what's that series? i never heard of it. It says, oh, like so it goes over to this one, this one scanlation site and shows it, shows it to me. It's like, I'm reading this, and I'm thinking, dude, this is actually pretty cool. So I was all set to keep reading it up through scanlations until, like, the kept crashing on me. That's why you're oh, hell with this. There's got to be another place that actually has these things for, has these things on a much stable, much more stable engine. So I go over to, um, let's see, so I go over to, um, let's see, Baca updates, and I see, oh, who, well, let's see, who's who's um, scanlating this? Oh wait, Tokyo Pop. Tokyo Pop's releasing this. <laughs> so I, so I run, so I quick check, and turns out that oh, um, that turns out that um, Mirai Nikki is being, it does have an English release under the title of Future Diary. <laughs> so as soon as I found that out, it's like I um, it's like I ordered, or I um, I pitched, I ordered a couple, order a couple volumes off off the of right stuff, and yeah, you know, I'm impressed. I I think that the uh, it's a it's a great ride so far though I think the uh, the track that it's on is is probably not the best constructed of best constructed of rides but oh. I, but I definitely want to see more of this now the series is the series is basically um, best described as it's an inversion of the premise for Death Note while um mm-hmm. while that series had one guy getting a like getting a supernatural object allowed him to imp- impose his will upon upon the world this series um, it basically has a has a um, sh- has a shy, introverted kid getting getting a supernatural object that basically um, puts him at puts him at puts him at its mercy. Because let's see, the story's about this guy named Yukiteru, who he's just like you're, at, he's just like a quiet, um, quiet, withdrawn high school kid who doesn't really have any friends except for the ones in his head. And this one friend turns out to be um, Deus, the um, the goddess face and time. And so in order to spite and so when he's talking with Daris one day, he finds out that the guy of space and time decided to spice things up by releasing him um, twelve different diaries into the world each each revealing the fu- future or certain aspects of it in their own way. Yukutero gets something called get Yucitero's diary basically is based on his his own cell phone diary because he always he's always making a diary about his his thoughts his observations on the world around him and um this diary that he gets basically tells him because he tells him the events of the future nine um it's like over the next ninety days. Oh. Yeah. And the problem is though, what um Deus neglects to tell him is that the goal for all these twelve diary users is to kill each other so that the survivor will be um Deus' successor and become the new god of space and time. Yucatero gets gets a crash course in this once um when he when he meets up with when he meets up with um Miss Ges you know, and also and gets a dead at end notice on his see, on his um, future diary, which basically tells him that oh no you are going to die because one of the other one of the other um, diary users is going to kill you hmm. now now you know um basically uh, help the out because she is in love with him she she loves she loves him so so much that apparently her diary she has a diary called the Yucatero diary shows him everything that's going to happen shows her everything that 's going to happen to to ycatero in about in, in ten minute in, intervals. And by by using by working together, they're able to defeat the diary user that wants to kill Yukateru. and then say so then the fun then the game then the fun begins for for real. Huh. Now, part of, part of the fun is just like is just seeing seeing the harsh edge that mangaka, Sakai Asuno takes with the, all this stuff. I mean, like people people die like the second. I mean the next pe- people die people like lots, lots of blood is shed. I mean it's not it's not a very happy. Um, like type story. And it's just fun seeing entries. It's just fun seeing like all this, twists, twisted stuff happen to just like, like, e- like everyday characters, especially you Cause the thing is, with could He's kind of, he's kind of a wimp. He's like, no, I'll say he's, he's kind of like a big, it's like a big sloppy pussy. So, huh. and it's like looking at this guy, it's like, you know, it's like, you just kind of just looking at him. It's like, and just like, and it's just like you kind of, so But it works because like, um, because, like, well, he's just kind of, like, he's kind of he's he's a whiner. He's, he, he doesn't know what, what to do in a lot of situations. And so it's fun. I, I love seeing what's, what's going like, what horrible, horrible thing is going to happen to him. Because, like, it's, like, in ways most of these stories would go, I mean, a happy way, be that he's, he's this kid who's forced to, um, like, like, start interacting with the world and then finds out that, oh, no, it's not in such a bad place after all. With Yucatero, he's forced to start interacting with the world and find out, finds out that, oh, wait, it's far more horrible than I could have ever imagined. So it's just fun seeing, just seeing his seeing his situa- his lot his lot in the series go from bad to worse to oh god why why can't I die, <laughs> so it's and, and so it's a, it's just fun and so it's fun for me I love seeing seeing what new fresh hell is going to like awaits him it's like in in each volume, and also just just like seeing um what it's like what um you what you know is going to do in order to protect him because I mean this. Like just like her so far her like her endeavors to unprotect him have basically have led to um, her setting off a bunch of motion-sensory sensing censor, bombs in her in her school um, chopping up a whole bunch of a whole bunch of crazy cultists and also just um, finding the um, revelation of like oh wait she's got she's in a house with no electricity and has dead bodies in a room as well which Ygatero does not adjust well to huh. now the problem with all this is like, well, as, as good, like I said, as much as i like to know what, want to know what's happening next, there's some parts of it that makes, that make me think that, you know, is just kind of like flying, flying by, her, by the seat of her pants in terms of plotting out the series. Now, if, and that said, like, you know, if Death Note was overly, was overly planned out, uh-huh. Future Diary is just kind of like, see, there are times when I feel like it's like she's just kind of like, like, I'm... I, that 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 Sunu was just kind of like uh like re, um reacting to whatever whatever occurs to her at the, at the time such as um to, i don't know such, such as like the uh like the, the Deus machina that's introduced at the end beginning of volume three that allows them to escape from the crazy crazy cult leader um and also the uh some of the uh, contrivances that, that they go through in order to uh to defeat the in their their battle against them um, fifth, the fifth diary user in volume three as well. I mean it's like it's some of this stuff like does does strain plaus- plausibility, but you know, that's kind of expected with some something as outlandish, outlandish as this. Huh. But st- but still it's like I want it's like I want to keep reading and if I remember remembered to uh I should have remembered to order more of this stuff when I when I was placing my orders at Amazon earlier earlier, but it's like hey it's like I ten volume like ten volumes have been released in the U.S. so far, and I'm definitely looking forward to, ca- to catching up. I can only hope that you know it's it that it doesn't just get that it does that there that that we get to see more like more storytelling logic and coherence as a series as the series goes on. So, but still, it's like it's like it's it's something I, I enjoy, and like I can only hope that it that that at least that at least it doesn't wind up. That when I'm done with it, it doesn't wind up in my two-cell pile like Death Note did. <laughs> yep. Okay. And so like on, and on that note, well, you know, like I would like to say like I'd like to see Tokyo Pop release more uh, more esoteric stuff, but you know it's like I don't think that's gonna happen until the market turns around and things things start growing again. Right. But until then, yeah, at least I got two series. At least I put out two series that I like to read. <laughs> so all right. And on that note, it's like we're gonna call it a night. See you next next time in two weeks for my thoughts on the uh, on the ten best the ten best comics of last year. All right, we'll catch you next time. Right, Later.